Welcome to the Smarter Healthcare Podcast, where we meet the brightest minds transforming healthcare with your host, Kathy Susich. Welcome to episode 18 of the Smarter Healthcare Podcast. Our guest today is Nama Stauber Breckler, CEO and founder of Better Health. Nama talks to us today about her company, which is in the home-based care market, as well as her history of entrepreneurship and innovation in the healthcare industry. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Thank you, Nama, for joining us on the podcast today. Could you start by talking a little bit about your background and tell us some more about Better Health? Yes. Thanks for having me, Kathy. I'm excited to be here. My, uh, my career actually started in an industry quite far from healthcare. I'm from Israel originally. I started my career um, in the Israeli Defense Forces as a software engineer. So I spent about six years um, developing defense systems, being a product manager for defense systems. I got my undergrad in computer science while, while being there and then worked in a security startup. Um, so um, not professionally, didn't uh, work in healthcare, but did a lot of volunteering work and was always passionate about this space. So when I came here in 2010 to attend um, Stanford Graduate School of Business, I, uh, I transitioned to the healthcare industry. And uh, my first company actually started out of a class we took at Stanford Design School. We work with a group of phys- clinicians, patients, engineers, um, and we identified a gap in the market for people who suffer from chronic bladder issues and need to use a catheter every time they go to the bathroom. And basically realized that this, you know, catheters as they exist, existed, you know, now it's about 10 years ago, just haven't been innovated in a really, really long time. And people really needed a better solution. Thanks to modern medicine, people leave full kind of life, uh, go to school, go to work, um, and they're just not great solutions. So we created this really small compact catheter that people can use on the go and took this product all the way from an idea on a whiteboard to now selling nation, serving patients nationwide. And in the process, uh, we as a new you know, manufacturer startup, we thought, you know, and Bayer has a new drug, they don't need to create a new pharmacy, we can just work with existing distributors. But when we started the process of commercializing the product, we realized it's actually really hard. And it's, uh, it's hard to penetrate the existing distribution channels. So we had to create our own direct to consumer distribution to start gaining market share. And in the process, just talk to thousands of people who use catheters and who need to use uh, medical supplies at home and realize there is a much bigger systematic problem to solve than, than just inventing a new product. And that's how do we improve access and convenience to these critical medical supplies? And how do we close the gap that exists today between the time someone is diagnosed at a doctor's office or are post-surgery to the time that they go home and are you know, left to their own devices to figure out how do I manage sometimes this newly acquired you know, chronic condition? How do I manage life with a new medical supply that is sometimes an extension of their body? And that's what we're focused on at Better Health. So that, that these experiences were really kind of seed to start Better Health. So at Better Health, we're creating a new type of provider that helps patients with navigating day-to-day life and challenges of living with a chronic condition at home. And we, we offer a full stack solution, bundling education, peer support, coaching, and the discovery and delivery of medical supplies. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Um, how, how are you doing some of these things for patients? Absolutely. So when shopping for um, 
medical supplies, part of the challenge that exists today is that your doctor would usually prescribe a general product. For example, um, you have urinary retention, you need to use a catheter. You uh, went through a surgery following, you know, sort of colitis or cancer and got an ostomy, you need to start using ostomy supplies. But one of our biggest realizations from talking to both patients and clinicians is that eight or nine out of 10 questions that people have, the, the doctor is not necessarily the best person to answer them because they just, there are a thousand different products that you can use within the category of catheter or ostomy or, or you know, diabetes supplies. So um, they just don't handle the, all the different ones on a day-to-day -day basis. And the person who can help you the most is someone who has experience with that. So it's an experienced peer like you or the product expert who knows these products. So part of what we're focused on at Better Health for our e-commerce platform is helping people with the discovery and the selection of the best product um, for them specifically. So it's a really personalized shopping experience. You have different um, quizzes that you can take that based on your anatomy, specific condition and lifestyle can recommend products that can work for you. And we have product experts as well as experienced peers who can help you to select and identify the product that would work best for you. In addition to that, we also give you a lot of transparency into understanding what is your insurance benefits? How can you shop with using your insurance? And we take care of all that part of like collecting all the doctor documentation and taking care of all the insurance billing, et cetera, and kind of taking away all that headache from people. So that when you have a chronic condition and you need to use a medical supply, um, we'll hold your hand to find the exact product that will give you the best results and help you utilize your insurance. So you'll pay the min minimum possible amount for it. Now, the last year has certainly changed the healthcare industry. How has the home-based care market changed as a result of COVID-19 and how are patients and caretakers adjusting to these changes? Yeah, it, you know, the, the last year has been, it's hard to even find a word to describe, but the last year has been for all of us, definitely been crazy and it had a tremendous impact. And in healthcare, I would say a lot of the impact has actually been really positive in accelerating innovation, accelerating adoption, both from the patient side, but also, you know, from payers, uh, we've seen it in like Medicare, the adoption of telehealth. Um, so I think a lot of good changes also came to healthcare that I hope will stay for the long term. And specifically in home-based care, you know, one obvious one is that many local retail options that previously people could have gone to a wound care clinic or could have gone to a local supply store. Um, now, either these stores were closed or clinics were closed or people just didn't want to, you know, go out of the house and take that risk. The population that is mostly utilizing um, home medical supplies um, is definitely skewed towards the older. So they were, you know, in a higher risk group. And I think another change is that, you know, since people were at home more and some of them just had more uh, time on their hands, um, it drove them more to do research and start looking for alternatives. So we've definitely seen in the past year, um, just like an increase, even in, in the search volumes for these different categories. Um, so people, you know, have been home, have been doing the research if they were using something that they're working with a supplier that didn't work out for them or using a product that was suboptimal, they started taking more ownership um, and, and searching for alternatives. And I think specifically in the aging population, it definitely feels like they became more web savvy this past year. Whether you look at the utilization of telehealth 
for the Medicare population that is spiked like hundreds of percent because they didn't have a choice. And sometimes when you don't have a choice, that's, you know, the kind of mother of all, of all innovation and of all kind of new things that you're able to take on yourself. And, you know, we see people also uh, that we talk to among our members and say, oh, you know, I'm not very web savvy, but, but actually they completed most of the onboarding process online. They selected products online. So I think they're kind of more, more savvy than they used to be. Um, and I think it's really exciting because it just unlocks so many options for them to access care and to access different services um, that you can do online. Now you've talked about how you're utilizing e-commerce. Can you talk a little bit more about how e-commerce is modernizing the home-based care sector? And do you think that e-commerce could have had this much of an impact pre-pandemic as it has had in the last year? E-commerce in our industry, it hasn't really penetrated insurance-based shopping experiences. If you, I mean, e-commerce today, you know, it revolutionized almost any classic traditional retail, but in insurance, uh, it hasn't really. And the reason is that it's it's difficult. In regular uh, e-commerce, you put your credit card and you pay. When you're shopping for an insurance-based, it really depends on your specific insurance. So every insurance has different benefits, has different ca- coverages. It depends on whether uh, maybe you're in a home health episode, maybe you're in a hospital. So you can't do your insurance in the same way. There are so many different uh, rules and uh, sub rules. So it's actually really hard to do. So as a result, what happens, you know, in the past when people would shop for these products, either they would go to a local retail store or they would use a mail order and they would get this catalog to their house of, you know, hundreds of pages and would kind of browse through it and find products and then pick up the phone and have feedback and forth to kind of find the right product. Um, and what happened uh, today, you have you have a few options online that basically look more like a, a scanned catalog just online. So at Better Health, we're really focused on giving you a shopping experience. It would be similar to uh, any other product that you would buy online, but enable you to use your insurance. And part of it is uh, providing a lot of transparency around once you put your insurance, what is your coverage? So what will your insurance cover? What are the, are there any kind of caveats to it? What is your deductible? Uh, what is your out of pocket? What will it actually cost you? Um, and what will your insurance pay? So there won't be any surprise bills at the end of the process. And the other part is that, you know, it's not with with, uh, with these type of supplies I mentioned earlier, it makes a huge difference on your quality of life and your health outcomes if you're using the product that is right for you. So a big part of it is not just, um, you know, like a marketplace that has a thousand SKUs and kind of leave, leave you to your own element to choose, but have a more guided shopping e-commerce experience. And then in terms of, you know, the the potential or, or like how how we think yeah, it changed in the past year. So I think I think people were ready since we talked earlier, like aging population as well as more savvy, they're shopping on Amazon. I think people were ready, uh, but there weren't that many alternatives. Um, so, you know, that's, that's something we're definitely focused on offering to people. And, and we think the potential for it is huge, just like e-commerce modernize any other retail sector. You can allow people to shop from the comfort of their home, which was so important this past year. And you can allow people to discover new products, uh, best utilize their, their insurance benefits, uh, and learn more from other people's experiences as well, without waiting on the phone for a long period of time or without you know going to the shop, et cetera. Can you talk about how you're working with providers and insurers to provide a smooth experience for patients and physicians? 
Yeah, absolutely. For the patient side, you know, we're really kind of doing everything behind the scenes so you wouldn't have to worry about it. So, you know, we we would collect all the doctor documentation that we needed for the insurance piece. We would contact the insurance and kind of fight for you to, to get the highest coverage possible. Um, so at the end of the day, you know, for the for, the, for our members, it's kind of it's this black box that can be quite cumbersome to handle. And we, we do all that work for them. And one of our biggest value proposition beyond, beyond the convenience of shopping um, is the education and the support part um, that have direct impact on our members' health outcomes and their quality of life. And if today, you know, a patient would um, say would be prescribed with one of those medical devices, they wouldn't know how to use them or they would uh, face different, different challenges that are pretty common, uh, can be pretty common, like bleeding or skin rash or um, some reaction. Um, today, they would kind of rush to the doctor visit to the doctor office or go to the ER. We help a lot of people avoid that, you know, unnecessary visit by giving them the right education and basically helping them build the skills that they need in order to manage their condition at home. So that's something that really resonates with, you know, providers, with nurses, with physicians, like taking on that education and support piece. So, um, you know, being there for the member, uh, for our members, for their patients in their day-to-day -day of managing the chronic condition and, uh, and saving them to the extent that possible, like, you know, doctor visit, ER visit that, that, that are not necessary, making them co more confident in managing their condition at home. Nama, looking back on your career, you've also founded multiple other companies. What drives your desire to innovate? It's a great question. I think most of all, I'm just really passionate or feel like um, responsibility um, to, to do something that can help others um, improve their, their life or their quality of life. I think it, a lot of it is, um, you know, driven kind of by, from earlier, you know, before I even started my career, but maybe I can talk about, you know, one really influential person in my life growing up was uh, my grandma. She was, uh, my grandmother was a Holocaust survivor. She, you know, during the Holocaust, she, she risked her life to, to save the lives of other people. And uh, we really grew up with these stories of, of courage and bravery and, and kind of like, you know, from some of the darkest times in human history. And, you know, I think for her, she always, uh, despite kind of the horrors that she went through, she always kept really faith in, in humans and, and in people being good at their core and their potential to make an impact on the world and help and improve the lives of others. And so fortunately, you know, we live in such a, such a different time. Um, but there are still so many people that are neglected or underserved. And um, I just, uh, I just feel honestly really fortunate to have the opportunity to work on companies that have a direct impact on, on people's lives. And, and you know, uh, there's this thing that uh, a sick, a healthy man wants a thousand things, a sick man only wants one. And if I can help even one person get from one to a thousand, kind of remove remove that barrier, um, that's that's worth the the journey. So you know, and throughout my my career, um, uh, post post uh, business school here at Stanford, I um, had the, the opportunity to to found multiple companies in the healthcare space and uh, work with really 
amazing, talented, smart, passionate people who share this passion to to innovate and to help and improve other people's lives. And I think it's uh, the, the entrepreneurial journey is uh, is difficult, uh, but when you have a mission that you really uh, stand behind, and when you work with people that you really um, uh, respect. Uh, towards that goal, um, it's really make the the journey worthwhile. Thank you for sharing that story about your grandmother. That was very powerful and inspiring. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I think honestly, the one of the most rewarding things in in my previous company, Compact Cat, and now in Better Health, is really just uh, talking to our members and hearing from them what a difference. Um, what a difference we make in their lives. We, you know, give you a few examples. Like we talked to a person who has had an ostomy for 20 years and suffered from leakages for 20 years, which really um, was a big toll on their quality of life and their ability to, to, you know, work out, have a relationship, leave the house. And we were able to help them find a system that worked better for them and stop having leakages for the first time in 20 years. Um, another person you know, has, hasn't left their house for more than two hours in two years because uh, they didn't feel comfortable using a catheter in a, another, you know, another person or a public restroom. And by helping them find the right product and learn how to use it, you can really have a, a tremendous impact on people's um, health outcomes on their mental and physical state. And that's, that's really our goal. Now let's look ahead a little bit. What do you think the next area of healthcare is that's ripe for innovation? Wow. I actually have, have a long list for that. I think in the past year, we were really some of the you know positive things that came out of pandemic is like this acceleration of innovation. And like you've seen telehealth is something that became so popular. And I think it's such a, a blessed uh, progress. I think, uh, but probably what I will say is top of the list, just given our experience in the past year is actually uh, being prepared for a pandemic or a global catastrophe. I think uh, it was really amazing to see how our hospitals, our doctors, our nurses, like everyone, like, you know, stood up, like came together, brought the best of themselves and invested so much to to hopefully get us to a place where soon, you know, we can see the the light at the end of this tunnel. But I think that uh, this could, I think what we all learned is that something like this can happen again, that we're not prepared enough. So, So I think, I hope this would be an area that, you know, in the government and the global and the kind of hospital systems level will all work to to be much more prepared and, and hopefully not not get to a situation like the last year and a half put us in. Well Nama, I really enjoyed this discussion. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Smarter Healthcare Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Nama and her work at Better Health, you can connect with her on LinkedIn. You can follow me on Twitter at KSusich or at SmartHC Podcast. Feel free to get in touch with comments or guest suggestions. To listen to more episodes, visit our website at www.smarthcpodcast.com or find us on your favorite podcast app. I'd appreciate if you would subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks for listening.